make decisions, we know directly by being on the ground, boots on the ground, so to speak, that it's making a difference. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, where we guide you, the small business owner, to a strong and profitable business with tools like this podcast, customized workshops, and detailed coaching. I am your host, Michael Roberts, and today our guest is Marcus Johnson of Starstruck Entertainment. Today, Marcus is going to guide us in the value of vision, stamina, and the importance of integrity for your business. But before we get into this wide-ranging interview, let's hear a quick message from our sponsors. Tim McNeely with Lifestone Wealth Management understands that most entrepreneurs like you simply want to make a difference in the lives of the people they love and the causes they care about. In order to do that, you need assistance in solving all of your unique financial needs. The problem is, your current financial advisor wants to talk about what a great job they are doing managing your investment portfolio, and that can leave you feeling frustrated and misunderstood. Tim believes you deserve financial advice that moves beyond your portfolio. Tim understands that you need advice on minimizing taxes, taking care of the next generation, and protecting your hard-earned assets, all while supporting the causes you are passionate about. That is why, for the last 20 years, Tim has focused on providing advice beyond investments. Here's how it works. First, you and Tim meet, and he learns what really matters to you. Then, Tim presents a plan for moving forward, making real progress towards achieving your most important goals. To get started, contact Tim at lifestonewm.com. That's lifestonewm.com. And start making a difference in the lives of the people you love and the causes you care about. Today's economy is growing. The question is, are the team of new employees you are going to bring on board going to help you build a strong and profitable business? Small Business Celebration can guide you to three indispensable virtues that make some people better team players than others and build a framework with easy-to-use tools for identifying, hiring, and developing ideal team players for your organization. If you want to create a culture of teamwork for your business that is simple, practical, and works, Go to smallbusinesscelebration.com today. Build a team that wants you to succeed. Go to smallbusinesscelebration.com today. Hello, business owners. We're here today with Marcus Johnson of Starstruck Entertainment Services here in Bakersfield, California. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Michael. Marcus Johnson's been in business with Starstruck for over seven years. So the fact that he's been around and doing doing well here in Bakersfield in the entertainment industry is no small feat. Mm -hmm. Bakersfield is not exactly known as the entertainment mecca of the world. And the fact that uh, yeah. you can be in the entertainment world and do it successfully is a, is a success into, unto itself. So the question I have for you is one of the things I often ask my guests is... What awards and recognitions have you earned in your in your lifetime or in your business? And your comment here was still here in California. Would you <laughs> would you explain this one, please? Absolutely, California. You know, I just recently read that California is the fifth largest global economy, the right. fifth largest. 
Um, but anyone that's in small business in California understands that California is heavily regulated. Um, high taxes, uh, a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of red tape right. uh, that really shortens the arm of the entrepreneur. Um, I believe California um, embraces the opportunity to inspire an entrepreneur, but actually once you get your, get the, get your dirt under the nails through the bureaucracy, it kind of can kill your spirit. So I believe this, if you can thrive in California, make it in California, I believe you can make it happen in any other uh, states here in America. Um, an extension of Frank Sinatra saying, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. But in business, if you can make it in California, you can make it anywhere. Absolutely. And there's many companies um, um, that, um, if you want to call them unscrupulous uh, uh, business owners that, you know, are un un uncontracted contractors, many unlicensed contractors, uh, people that don't want to carry the freight because, to be quite honest, I mean, carrying the load in California for the things that you need for uh, things such as insurance, workman's comp, um, all the different, if you're in the, you know, transportation industry with all the EPA regulations and the stringent uh, standards in California, um, it would cause one to get disgruntled and frustrated and want to circumvent the system of the government, which is why you have a lot of individuals out there who claim to be in business, but they actually don't tow the line and tow the freight, which is, of course, having the appropriate insurance, you know, going to right. the appropriate authorities or agencies to conduct business. Um, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of hard work to maintain that. And if you're not good at it um, with those regulations by those agencies, um, it'll vet you and it'll put you out of business. With the challenges that you have in, here in California, being as being in business and being mm -hmm. successful, what got you into going into business for yourself in the first place? Well, I've always, you know, you had mentioned it earlier in the introduction, which is a true statement, and you kind of being definitely uh, familiar and associated with entertainment. Um, Bakersfield is not, um, which that's our home base. Uh, that's where I'm from. Um, that's where our company um, is birthed from, is Bakersfield. But um, as you said earlier uh, in the introduction, is Bakersfield is not a mecca of entertainment. Right. Um, and the thing that I would have to say is, you know, we didn't just, you know, myself and partners, uh, which I have uh, two others, so there's three of us in Starstruck Entertainment Services, we didn't just get on the uh, bandwagon of entertainment and just say, oh, my gosh, we're going to make a fistful of uh, money. It's something that we've always enjoyed and loved. And we saw that as the growth of Kern County and Bakersfield would expand, um, we felt that if we got in on the ground floor and basically being the pioneers in a particular aspect of industry that our niche is, then over time it'll prove itself to be valuable to the city, to the community. And then that's where we would get our return value in it. And we're just now starting to see with the growth in Bakersfield and Kern County and the recognition of our services that we provide that we actually get that. So very briefly, what are the services you provide for the entertainment industry? Okay, so Starstruck Entertainment Services, uh, that's the brand name. And then we have subdivisions, our branded divisions in that. And what we have is we have a stage right crew, which is entertainment production labor, 
So that's your typical uh, uh, stage hands. Uh, you you know truck loaders, upriggers, downriggers, uh, spot ops. Uh, in some cases, maybe a audio or lighting tech. Um, again, this is all human capital personnel support services we have squeaky geeks which is event janitorial support services yes we so that's event janitorial support services so uh in essence we can manage the trash management of the particular event whether that's during post or whatnot then we have standing o security which is a license a state licensed entertainment event security company so we provide security exclusively in the niche for entertainment right um that's uh, that's definitely our niche um you won't really won't find us at a strip mall or anything like that our niche is entertainment um then we also have standing ovation services standing ovation services is all your front of house support so we have concessions we have ticket takers we have ushers we have id checkers we have parking lot attendants parking lot management that is uh standing ovation services so all those uh different things make up starstruck entertainment service so so with all those different branded divisions which essentially is a mobile venue nice in in a human capital or uh, entertainment event support uh, services standpoint. And that allows us to provide a service, whether it's to a venue, whether it's to a promoter or a producer, where we have so many myriads of services. Uh, basically, we're able to hit the nail on the head as far as providing a bottom line value of service and uh, money. Um, and that's, that's where it is. So we're kind of basically in human capital of entertainment event support services is a one-stop shop, uh, entertainment event support services company. And one of the things I noticed is that you have a very strong series of ethics and morals that keeps you grounded in a very, in an industry that is very morally fluid or mm -hmm. as you might uh, put, have put it. How is being principled, a principled small business owner, helped you with the success of your business? I think, you know, that's a good point. I think being principled, it starts off at the leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and there's there's a variety of things that I believe that can identify a company or organization as being principled. One that comes to the individual uh, partners are members, uh, integrity and character, mm -hmm. um, their work ethic, their passion, um, their ability to resolve, uh, conflict. Um, and some of those things you learn in business over time, um, not to change the subject, but one of the things that I think is interesting is in our line of business, each of my partners, we're all very good at what we do in our niche. We understand entertainment. We understand production. We understand shows. Mm -hmm. We know that like the back of our hand. Right. The real development, and certainly me as a president or operations manager that I've had to really glean from and develop is learning how to be an executive, learning how to be an officer, learning how to grow and build and retain a company, mm. doing the work. It's easy. Right. Managing it is where the challenge is. And I think that's where a lot of business owners, small business owners, maybe get lost in the fray, so to speak, is they're passionate about the task, mm -hmm. but not understanding the the substantial things that you have to learn 
over time in order to maintain that organization and in order to grow it. And that that's a whole nother skill set that usually puts people out of the box. How do you keep from being sidetracked? Um, as funny as it sounds, um, losing money has a way of um, uh, gaining your attention, pain, sure. pain, um, uh, regret, disappointment has a way of guiding your focus or guiding you to either seek help or acknowledging that you need help. Mm-hmm. So um, in my case, not having the business acumen and what I mean by business acumen is that is something personally that I had to develop over time. Right. It wasn't, you know, I don't have a, you know, a college degree and you know, I didn't, well, I that's not true. You I, went to Bakersfield College. I went to Bakersfield College, but I'm saying I don't have an MBA, you know, I, you know, right. it's really hard knocks and you learn by, you know, swallowing your pride, getting your teeth, uh, your teeth kicked in, um, you know, the hard knocks, but those lessons are still lessons that you learn. Like, I don't like pain. I'm going to learn not to do that. You sure. learn when you see the weight of your decisions as an officer, as an executive, as a business owner, how it impacts the lives of other people that you're accountable to your employees and staff. Right. That's a tremendous burden and responsibility that comes with that. And it's not just about you. It's about the people that believe and buy into your vision and help you grow your business. How do you support those people in your company, in your business, and retain them and allow them to to support you in your vision? I think one of our biggest assets um, with Starstruck Entertainment Services, and again, it goes back to like you had said in the beginning, Michael, is... Bakersfield is not an entertainment mecca, right. which basically you understand in the industry, we always say it's either feast or famine. Right. You know, I mean, that's ever anybody that's in the industry, they know it. You know, it's right. like when the work is there, you got to be like a squirrel that, you know, gathers the nuts <laughs> up in the winter because you don't know how it is. Right. And, you know, not many of us in this town can actually say that they eat off a of show business. Right. Um, and if you do, you've been very good or you've learned very well. There's only a handful that I know of in this town that actually do it. Um, I believe what our strongest point has been to help grow this organization has been our visual commitment where our vendors, our clients see the principal's commitment and their history to do the job. The commitment. So we're not a fly by night. You know, uh, you mentioned our names individually, you know, key people know who we are. They know that we've been around. So there's confidence there. Also, neither of us are afraid to get our hands dirty. We will get out there and we'll change the diapers, so to speak. Right. I mean, we're worker bees at the same time as you transition and grow in a company or organization, just because you have the ability to change diapers doesn't make you the best executive to constantly change the diapers. You empower people and show them how to do it. So you have bigger fish. So to fry, but what I believe it's the respect that we give the employee, the acknowledgement of that. They're a part of something. Most people, Michael don't leave a company because of the compensation, right? Most people leave a company because of do they feel value? Do people feel like they're a part of something? And right. I think with Team Starstruck, we make people feel like family. We give people the respect, 
we honor them for the work that they do with mm-hmm. not just a paycheck. We don't say, oh, well, you got paid. Here's your paycheck. Right. You know, right. we take time to thank people. We, you know, we don't have a payroll company that computer generates paycheck. We sign each paycheck. So mm. we see. So it, it's a tangible thing that we see when we when they come to pick up their check. Hey, thank you. We appreciate it. We're happy to give them a check. You know, when people see that it's the buy in of knowing that they're a part of something. Everybody wants something to belong to. And I think that's, that's how we've been able to grow being fair, being forthright. We don't tell people that they're going to make a hundred thousand dollars and you know, you got a 401k and benefits. We don't lie to people about that. Right. Right. They're, <laughs> we, con- they're contract players. Yes. We tell them exactly what is reasonable to expect. Right. And then from that expectation, hopefully we exceed where it goes, and a lot of them will ride the wave and has grown with us. One of the keys that I want to reinforce on this that I think is key that you have brought up is vision, team, appreciation, forthright, and honesty. That sounds like that's the heart and soul of Stage Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of all the brands, whether Stage Right, Stanio Security, Stanio Innovation Services, Squeaky Geeks, um, you had, you know, talked about being, uh, principled. I mean, we have to look individuals in the eye. I mean, you know, we're not a publicly traded company. Right. When we make decisions, we know directly by being on the ground, boots on the ground, so to speak, that it's making a difference plus our minus, And that's a burden and a blessing at the same time. It's a level of responsibility and accountability that you have to those individuals. I mean, we're a community uh, business. Um, bottom line, all of us were uh, raised and born here right in Kern County and Bakersfield. So right. uh, we value that a name, the integrity of your name, not only as an individual, but as an organization has a, a long way. And that's something that we value and we'll go at great lengths uh, to preserve. One of the things that you mentioned earlier is how and when to ask for help. Would you care to elaborate in your experience in developing this company when when you realized that a problem or an issue was too big for you to solve yourself, that you needed to reach out and get help from someone? That's a good point. And I think that's a balancing act, mm-hmm. especially when you're in small business, if you're undercapitalized. Mm. And I'm going to say this, obviously in small business, money is always a big, big deal. Right. Having the capital to do what you need to do. Um, I believe this, not getting the money that you think you need all the time sometimes can be the best thing. Mm. Um, I can certainly attest to that with mm-hmm. uh, Starstruck. I mean, for us to build our brand, it was literally having to fight tooth and nail. We didn't have, you know, you know, I'm just saying parents or, you know, trust fund money, sure. you know, um, you know, tr- I, we none of us were trust fund babies, you know, where, you know, mom or dad gave us like, you know, half million, quarter of a million, 50,000, 100,000. I mean, everything we did was by the sweat of our brow. And in those struggles... I have found, or we have found, endurance, stamina, um, commitment. You will find the real depth of integrity because integrity means to be tested. Mm -hmm. A lot of people 
just throw money and they don't really get any integrity and that's why they blow it. But when it actually costs you something, some real blood, sweat and tears, you will learn how to make wise decisions and choices because you don't want to feel that pain. Right. It, it, it hurts. You mentioned that you built this company, you and your partners mm-hmm. built this company without any family money, without yeah. any inheritance, without any bank loans. Right. You had to build this literally from the ground up. How did you or continue to manage your cash flow when you don't have any extra re- revenue to begin with? Right. And let, let me and kind of give a little, uh, not a twist, but a little bit of clarity. When we, Starstruck Entertainment Services essentially was birthed out of the change in climate. Uh, two-thirds of the partnership worked for a great organization where we, you know, managed and ran operations. There was a time when the economy was bad. Great. We had 401k, we had benefits, we had the whole nine, the economy tanked. Right. Organization comes and says, Hey, we can't afford to keep you guys. We can't even maybe even afford to keep this organization around. Right. We got to let you go. Now here's a place that two-thirds of the partnership had pretty much devoted themselves to the entertainment industry, to this organization, but the reality is they couldn't keep us. Myself as an individual, I sat unemployed for two years. And as you understand in the entertainment industry, I mean, I could have gone to Vegas, but the prospects there were not sure at the time. It was uh, the Venetian and one other place where I could have went, but they couldn't, you know, really promise anything. It finally got to a point where I just told my wife, I just said, I said, I got to start a business. And a friend of mine had said, maybe you should start a business. And I said, you know what? Yeah. And that's when I started talking to my partners about the idea about Starstruck. What if we did this, 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 and this? And we started playing with the idea of that in 2009. Right. And it took about a year and a, a, a year and a half to actually fully get it up. But to go back to your point with the money uh, part, literally we had no money. It finally got to a point like my dad, I was telling my dad, I was like, you know, dad, you know, need some money. He says, well, have you done this, 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 and this? And it's almost like he kept throwing new hurdles. Like, you know, you say that you want money. But all you really have is just a dream. You haven't really thought it through. You haven't really asked the hard questions. You haven't put together a business plan. You haven't put together a business plan, none of that stuff. Right. And we're very grateful. Um, um, our, our Now our accountant, uh, Kim Lohman, who's a CPA, she started with us um, from the very beginning before we even started Starstruck. Um, somebody had said, you need to get a CPA. And you think to yourself, why do you need a CPA when you don't have any money? And I didn't want to, I remember telling the CPA, like, you know, she literally told her, she says, you know, I believe where this company is going that you're trying to start. I want to make an investment and help put together a business plan for you. And I basically told her, Michael, Hey, Hey, you know, you're doing all this stuff. We don't have any money. And she says, no, I believe in it. And those people, whether you call it fate, karma, God, whatever you want to put, those things start lining up in place and in regards to money we had no money and i'm going to tell you one of my partners said hey i have a guy who had a well-to-do 
oil. He had a well-to-do, very prosperous, very, very prosperous uh, oil-filled company. Matter of fact, at the time when we met him, he had 1,200 employees. And he basically said, you know, my, my, my one partner says, hey, you know what? We're going to go and go to dinner with this guy. And I want you to pitch it to him. Just you're passionate about Starstruck and what we want to do because you know how to talk about it. Right. And I did. And he asked how much money we needed. I said, well, you know, 50000 No, No bank loan, nothing. He cut us a check. Nice. No, no collateral. But you, nothing. But you had to take that risk. You had to take that gumption because that meeting didn't happen by accident. No. Your CPA set you up with the right people. You had you yeah. had help. Yep. You had a mentor. Yep. You had somebody to help you guide you through the landmines to yep. get you to the right people to help you out. Yes, and I agree with that, Mike. One thing I can say, and even though you visually can't see me, but you can see me when I explain it. As an entrepreneur and as a business owner, something my dad has said, and I'll elaborate it in detail. Um, he happens to be a minister. He he says a statement, Marcus, your eyes are not your best witness. In other words, what you visually see is not confirmation always what is going on. Right. Uh, many times what you see visually can be a distraction for what you know on the inside what you should be doing. The concept of starstruck, the vision was actually right here in my gut before I actually saw it physically materialize. When I was unemployed, and my wife can attest to this, she found tons of papers with my signature on it. She says, why do you have all these papers with your signature on I said, I'm practicing signing checks. Nice. The no lie. The day I got laid off, me and my wife went to the petroleum club. She didn't know. I said, hey, I'm going to take you out to eat. We went to the petroleum club on the 12th floor. I said, I got good news and I got bad news. She says, okay, what's the good news? Well, the good news is I got promoted. What's the bad news? The bad news is I lost my job. Now, the reality is, Michael... At that time, I did not have any concept, any thought, any inkling at all about Starstruck. My mentality was to get back. I'm using this analogy in my mind. I'm going to tell you what I, to get back on the plantation, sure. get my job back, get that consistent money, get that notoriety, all those things back. That's how my mind, but something in my gut saying something good has got to come out of it. So I just said, I just got promoted. I didn't have any inkling about starstruck so i'm not gonna lie about that but something in my gut just said it's going to be okay so of course you make financial changes you make moves you move out of the house that you're in you make all these risk-taking things with no real vision and what i was saying about your eyes your visual eyes sometimes as an entrepreneur you will see things in your gut that you can't articulate verbally to people mm. and you just put your hand to the plow you see it when I, when you see anybody that's an entrepreneur will understand what I'm saying. When you see it in your gut, there would be times, Michael, and I'm not lying. I would be in my room, my bedroom or my little office at the house. And I would start laughing. I would start clapping. 
And my wife would come in and look at me like, what are you, what crazy? Are you, what are you doing? And what it would be is I would be daydreaming and getting a visual picture of what was being done. Right. You had a vision of how the business was going to be. Yeah, I, right. And that's very, very key point is uh, Stephen Covey, um, great successful guy. He says, begin with the end in mind. Right. Begin with the end in mind. And many times with entrepreneurs is, I'm just going to say it in this way, God will show you the end. He'll show you this big business, this big grand thing. But what you don't see is the journey and the process to get to it. Because I think if we ever saw the journey and the process, we talk our way out of them and say, oh, heck no. Right. I mean, it, it's not. It, yeah, it's, I can tell you, shoot, when we started Starstruck, we were high-fiving that we had $5,000 in the bank. <laughs> Profit. Uh, oh my gosh. I mean, I mean we're we're, I mean, oh man, we're <laughs> popping bottles and everything. Oh man, look at it, you know. And then when you start seeing that you're signing bigger checks and more money is going out, right. you start getting the stamina of what it actually takes. And what I was saying, you know, in regards to my dad saying your eyes are not your best witness, you see it in your gut, and then it takes root in your gut, and then you 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 act it out. Manifest, manifest. It's it's words together. Manny, hand, festus, grab, hand grab. You manifest something. You see it here in your gut. Then you go put your hand to the plow, and then it comes. But it starts in the gut. And for me, starts in the gut first. So I, you know, I'll see things. I'm seeing ten years down the road, and you start making moves. For where you want to be. So I'm not just in the moment. Because that's, I think, where a lot of businesses fail is they get caught up in the day-to-day. Mm. And they just eat for the day. And they don't think about planting a crop. Can you say that one more time? They, they, they think about eating for a day and they don't want to plant a crop. If I go out there and I say, oh, if I grab an apple and I hand you an apple and you say, I say, hey, what is this? You say, it's an apple. I don't say it's an apple. I say it's a tree. When you point at that tree and I say, what is that? You say it's a tree. I say it's a crop. Right. You got to, you, that's, I think the visionary of entrepreneurs, we have the foresight to not only see ahead, but make the decisions in the right steps to get there. A lot of people will have the idea and the vision. Right. But what they lack is in the diligence, the commitment, and the execution. And it's a big difference. Everybody can have ideas. Right. Boy, but when it's time to put in that work, we either talk ourselves out of it, we get afraid, we get our teeth kicked in, and we give up. You have to have endurance. You have to have perseverance. You have to have commitment. You have to have stamina. And you have to have the buy-in in yourself. Be your own cheerleader. Sometimes you will be your only cheerleader. You're doing good. You're going to make it. You're going to be all right. I know it looks bad. You're going to, you're, you're doing all right. I'm proud of you. Yeah. You got to talk to yourself. Talk to myself all the time before you know it. It's been one year. Then it's been three years. Then it's been five. Then it's been seven, 25. Now you're retiring. You selling the business or whatever. Sure. But it's all depending on how you see it. So like I was saying, if you see it in your gut, then you go and you put your hand in the plow and you start seeing it come alive. And then when you see it alive, most people, everybody comes up, oh man, I'm so proud of what you've done with the company. You've grown a success 
successful business or you guys are doing a successful business. But the truth of the matter is, Mike, mm-hmm. Michael, when I was at my lowest and I didn't have nothing, I was a success then. Just didn't get acknowledged. Right. Just didn't get acknowledged at all. Uh, it just didn't get acknowledged. So a lot of people want to get on the bandwagon and give you the accolades once they see the work. But you, will, real entrepreneurs, will see successful people by talking to them. Right. They could be dead broke, and you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even know it. But there's something in their talk. There's something in their stamina. that's like, man, I like that guy. There, there's something about them because they have it in them. Sure, it just hasn't manifested yet. You'll join up. Hey, that guy's a hustler. He's going somewhere. Well, he doesn't have anything. One of the things that you have been talking a lot about is vision, seeing the future before it is actually here. Where do you see the vision of Starstruck in the future? Well, it's kind of like what I saw in the beginning. Um, I see us not just in Bakersfield, but through California abroad and maybe even possibly uh, nationally. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes time to build the integrity of a, of a brand, Mm -hmm. um, uh, that, that that's that's what I see in my gut. That's what I see. I see it as uh, something that is synonymous with entertainment and support services. No more than you would see a credible, you know, let's say um, producers like whether it's AEG or Live Nation, something like that. You sure. know, where hey, you got starstruck where you go to a festival and you see that that's the organization. Many in this industry, like you know, Michael, there's several companies that represent maybe a facet or an aspect right. of Starstruck. But I don't know of personally in California for sure of anyone that covers the gambit of what we cover. Hmm. It's usually you're either support labor such as stage crew and that's it. Right. Or you're either entertainment security and that's it. You're either, you know, some type of support service and that's it. You don't see them all under one umbrella. And I think that matter of fact, not, I just think I know that that is our advantage when it comes down to the bottom line, we're able to, and I've seen it in our business model where we've been able to not only bring value to the promoters and the producers, but we've been able to eliminate our competitors, our competition in certain aspects, whether it be in security or even when it comes to production labor, how, very simple, Michael, we're able to offer more. Mm. We're able to drive the overall cost down because we offer more of a value. The reality of it is if you get stage labor, okay, fine. You compare us with a stage labor company or other contracted labor, right? whatever it is, okay, that promoter still needs security. They still got to clean their event. They still got to do those things. And that's where we remove our competition out of the way because they can't facilitate that. Right. And they just lose by default. Primary example, uh, we worked with a particular state agency for years. We would have to bid, bid every year, bid every year. State agency got to bid, got to bid, got to bid. We would bid and we learned the rules of the game and we would win, but we would have to, you know, bid you know, a really tough number. It finally got to a point where they used us so much 
that our competitor couldn't keep up with it because we had multiple services. We right. only had to bid for one, but they used us for two or three other ones. Right. So basically we were generating revenue here and we gave a low cost here. And basically we just kept each year getting until finally the stage just said, you know what? We don't want to change up because you understand how we run it here. Right. And the value of having someone that knows what they're doing is more important to us than just a cheap cost. Right. And now with that particular agency and particular event or whatever, we don't bid at all. They just say, Hey, you're coming back next year. And that's <laughs> when you know you've proven your, your value. The bottom line is the hook. Right. The, the bottom line mean the number is the hook, the price is usually what gets them. Right. But the overall value and service is what allows us to stay and maintain. What would you recommend for somebody who is taking the risk, they're taking the gamble, they have vision, but they want to start their own business and they don't, and they come from a background similar to yours where they have no higher education, they don't have any parent or family member that can infuse them with cash, they have to build everything from the ground up. What, what, what word advice would you give them? I really do believe that it's a calling. Mm. I, that's just just my you sure. got I really do believe it because I'll not just ev- not everybody is built to be an not, entrepreneur. Not, not, not everybody is built and the reason why I say that especially it's even harder if you come from having a nine to five mm. because let's just be let's just be honest we like our benefits we like our 401k we like you know our you know our regular paycheck we like that it's convenient, it's comfortable, it's consistent, it's steady. And when you start adding liabilities in your life, whether it be children, a spouse, um, uh, a mortgage, your ability to navigate without any infusion becomes, it makes the path a lot harder or it forces you to have to be more firm about your commitment. So I would say my advice is, are you really committed? I mean, I talk a lot about my dad, but he has these nuggets that he that he shares. And I think everybody loves a good story. But there is a story about a farmer who had died, Michael. And so the animals in the farm got together and they said, oh, man, you know, Farmer John, I'm just using Farmer John passed away. You know, we want to have a a service for him and we want to prepare food. So the 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 dairy cow says okay hey well i can you know bring you know the milk and the butter okay and then the uh chicken says hey well i can bring the eggs and then the pig says you know or the hog says well i guess i'll bring the bacon the dairy cow and the chicken was involved but the hog was committed just from that analogy, you understand what I'm saying. You gotta be committed. When I was saying about being your own cheerleader, not everybody's gonna be high fiving you. The reality of it is, there's gonna be times or nights you're gonna wring your hands out. There's gonna be a time where you're gonna get in the corner and ball up and say you don't want to do it anymore. And actually, this stuff that I'm saying is actually good for you to know and hear, because when it happens, you'd be like, you know what, that guy did say that, right? don't believe all the hype that you hear, you know, you see all the TV commercials and it looks glamorous and you may see a nice car that a nice car that somebody's driving. You're like, man, I wish I had it like this. Or you see somebody taking these big vacations. Oh man, I want to be a business owner. Please do not 
let that be the attractant because it's an illusion in that. Because what you see is the front and the facade in the sense of, yeah, you see that, but you don't know maybe what that individual had to sacrifice. Right. What scars they have, mm. what rips and tears they have. Going, you know, don't ask them for money. Don't, you know, buy them a cup of coffee. Take them out to lunch. Hey, what's your story? Right. Get that information. No, I, I can't tell you how much information I've gotten from people by buying lunch. Mind, hey, let me attorneys, accountants. Sure. Hey, can I get you lunch? They'll drop some nuggets on me, or I'll get some information for them that is worth thousands or tens of thousands. You got to be able to have that to know, and that's where you use your leverage to be like, you know, instead of trying to get a hookup from somebody, give back to someone. And real entrepreneurs will recognize somebody who's hungry, and they love giving back. Right. Hey, oh, I see that guy need help. I'm not going to give you money. I'm going to give you something better than money. I'm going to give you my experience. I'm going to give you some wisdom that I learned. Right. And if you can get some of that, I call it old man wisdom, good old boy wisdom, sure. whatever you want to call it. If you can get it, it's, I would choose wisdom over experience any day. How do you give back? Well, one way of giving back is just like right now. Um, hopefully by hearing my tone, how I talk, I'm, I'm passionate about starstruck, but I'm also passionate about just being a success and you got to be willing to pay the price. And what is the price? This is the funny thing about life. People say, well, are you willing to pay the price? And most people that are entrepreneurs will say yes. But the reality of it is we never know what it's going to cost. Right. And in 99.9% of the time, Michael, it's going to cost more than what you estimate. You will always underestimate what it's going to cost. Right. If, it, if you need $300, you saved up $305. Now it's going to cost you $1,500. Right. Deal with it. Right. You're going to learn how to do, pull a rabbit out of the hat. You're going to learn how. One business owner told me something. It was the most sobering thing. <laughs> and I never get it. Every now and then you hear people say certain things and you know it's the truth, but it just sticks to your gut like, man, I know I needed to hear it, but I didn't want to hear it. Right. And he said, you have to get uncomfortable with, I mean, wait, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's one of the statements that I think I've read uh, in the little interview where I said, in being an entrepreneur, it's not about holding on tight. It's about strapping in. What do you mean by that? Well, holding it tight is just like, oh, we're getting ready to run into something. Hold on tight. Right. When you're an entrepreneur, you don't know what the heck is going to happen. <laughs> you're locked in. I'm into this. I'm in this ride. I'm committed. Right. right. I'm not going anywhere because life and business has a way of throwing a curveball. The more you press through those hurdles and those barriers, the things that you were stressing in your first and second or fourth or fifth year in business, you know, when you're stressing, oh, my God, am I going to be able to meet payroll? It's, you know, $10,000. Now it's 30, 40 something thousand. It's just the numbers are different. Sure. But you develop the stamina to navigate, to have a strong mind and say, you know what? That's the thing about going through pain or going through things. When you rehearse your victories, it doesn't sweat you as hard. Man, I've survived this. 
I, I, I survived this. I right. can make it. You, 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 I mean, that's, you don't get cheated out. I mean, my, my dad, the coldest thing I thought I needed, we needed some money. The business needs some money several years ago. I knew my dad had money. I'm thinking in my mind, I'm going to go over and shake pop's pocket. He's going <laughs> to cut me a check. And I went to him and I said, Hey, I need X amount of dollars. Now, my dad, he's seen how hard we've worked. You know, I'm good for it. He says, yeah, I'm not going to give it to you. And I know that's not what you want to hear. And yes, I can do it. He says, this is your story. I'm not going to cheat you out of this experience because you need to know that you can make it. Now, when he said that, I wasn't hearing him. I wasn't feeling him. And I didn't like him. <laughs> but he was right. He was right because sometimes you have to prove your own self out. You don't get a parachute. You don't get a backup plan. God has a way of making sure your backup plans don't come through. Where, in my opinion, you either have to trust God or trust that gut instinct that it's just going to work out. Sometimes you're going to take those lumps. That's why I'm saying you get in the corner and you ball up. I don't want to do it. I can't do it. It's too hard. Why is everybody else making money? I'm not making money. Why am I writing all the checks to this person? I'm not getting anything. How come they get to go on trips and vacations? I can't go on trips and vacation. All these things. I, I mean, these are things, these are stories that I've lived. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I will tell you something that is so, I would probably want to say one of my best stories about an entrepreneur personally. Please. Michael, I went to a meeting at the Seven Oaks Country Club. Now, that pickup out there is a 94 Ford pickup truck. It's not bling. It's not a Denali. It's not an Escalade. Right. This is a regular Joe Blow pickup truck. Right. Very unassuming. Mm -hmm. Going to a business meeting, like suit, tie, jacket, everything. I'm going to Seven Oaks. I pull in in this pickup truck. I see these Jags, Lexuses, Mercedes, Beamers, Porsches. Here's this dude coming with this semi-beat-up pickup truck. So I'm driving in, Michael, and this will really help entrepreneurs to understand something. I'm driving in, and there was a parking space right in the front in between these cars. So what I did is I drove past that parking space and I parked towards the back. I parked towards the back and I turned the car off and I was getting, get, getting ready to get out of the truck. And it's like, I heard God say, why did you park here? Why did you park here? There was a spot right there in the front. Why didn't you park there? And I thought, and I was like, man, I don't want to come. I'm a president. I'm a CEO. I'm an executive. I don't want to do that. I, I want to walk in. I don't want to come out. It's like I heard God say, then you're not ready because you care about what people think. Hmm. I'm like, man. Oh, God, I guess you're right. I started that truck back up. I backed out. 
And I pulled right in between those vehicles because I knew I belonged there. I knew I belonged there. It ain't about what people see. It's about what's on the inside of you. That's the mistake that people fail at. People are constantly walking by greatness all the time and they don't even know it. Not me, but other entrepreneurs, other people that have dreams and visions. They, they, they just haven't surfaced yet. So they marginalize them. They blow them off. They roll it. They talk bad about them. They very unassuming, but you really don't know this person really is something great. But you mar- and that's that's a great gift when people overlook you. That's good. You need that. You need to have your toes stepped on. You need people to talk bad about you. To a degree, it keeps you humble. But I backed that truck up, parked right in that parking lot, and I got out. And that broke me from ever not thinking that I belong at the table with anybody. I've been around millionaires. People have been in business way longer than me. Much bigger houses, bigger cars, bigger budgets, more staff, everything. And be right there in the dogfight with them because I know I belong. doesn't matter the things. And that's what I think the entrepreneur will learn and develop. Is that right there? It's either in you or not. If you don't believe in yourself, why are you doing it? You have to believe in yourself because you may not get a cheerleader. You may be the only cheerleader and be comfortable with that. Being your own cheerleader. And I'm willing to accept that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not inspired... I think you need a serious wake-up call. Marcus, thank you very much for being on the podcast. And for those of you who don't know, you can find Marcus and all of his team at www.teamstarstruck.com. That's teamstarstruck.com. Marcus, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you may find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. And that's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. If there is a business in the California, San Joaquin Valley you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I am your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.